Hi, this is Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat. Or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg. And I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! You're... You are... Yeah. I'm Batman. The new king Pentagatum. A few times in my life I've seen things. I'm gonna torture with voodoo. Been shot nine times. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Now it's working. Test, test, one, two, three, all that good shit. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. Uh, welcome to Two Broke Geeks. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. I almost said something completely different and it would have been fucking weird. <laughs> it might have been. I don't know what you were saying, but, uh... Well, I basically was just about to be like, I'm rock hard. And then I was like, nah, it's a bad idea. <laughs> nah, you could have said that. I would have under... I would have been fine with that. I, and everybody yeah. else probably would have too. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, here we are back again, um stuff things all kinds of stuff um i don't even really know we haven't done this in a couple weeks so i'm trying to figure out where a good starting point is did you did you check out yesterday's uh what we do in the shadows i did yeah (laughs) with (laughs) with colin robinson becoming interesting suddenly and starving almost to death it's he gets a black guy, and everyone's just like, "Oh, how'd you get that?" Oh, you said, "Wait a minute, you went to Vietnam?" <laughs> no, no, I, <laughs> like my real name is like Alvin. So, I, I don't know; oh, it was shit. something, but it spells ass. Oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, here's the here's a Bowie knife that was given to me. That has my initials and David, my boyfriend David Crockett's in it. <laughs> and then, well, and then Nadia taking um, uh, Guillermo to the familiar doctor, who just his only answer to everything is put everyone down. <sighs> well, sorry, like he has like a life expectancy up to about like another to forties. So you might as well put him down now. Well. He's still yeah, he's not going to. Reco- he's he's probably not going to recover from this cold. <laughs> yeah, I I will say this episode was way. I I the last week's episode was fun, but it wasn't super funny when Colin Robinson was running for uh comptroller. The fuck it was. Yeah, Staten Island yeah, comptroller. Like I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was funny, but I was like, this isn't that great i don't know i really liked i really liked the uh psychic or the um the energy vampire council (laughs) yeah that was probably the best part of it but but this week's episode was like laszlo doing experiments Mm. with on frogs with guillermo's blood the hairy frogs (laughs) oh the last by the end it starts saying his name he's like oh well in last week no last week's wasn't the one where colin robinson was running for comptroller last week's was the one where man maybe we've been even longer but last week's was the one where um 
Nandor accidentally revealed that they were vampires on the news because oh, the street yeah. was flooding. That was fucking funny. <laughs> and uh, Nadja's plan was to run away and she bleached her hair and became Sally Rhubarb. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sally Rhubarb. <laughs> I make amazing pies. And then they ended up doing the news <laughs> at the end. Yes. Oh. <clears throat> And Colin Robinson wanted to make a uh, make a last stand. He didn't want to be driven out of Staten Island. Just booby traps the entire house and everyone keeps hitting them. And Guillermo tried to tell his mom that he was a vampire now and that he might not be able to see her and then he wouldn't be able to see her anymore. Oh, man. But he's been doing that apparently for like three weeks to try. <laughs> yep. It's like, this is the last time I'm going to see her. He's just like, she, he's been doing this for weeks. Yep. <laughs> So good. I love that show, man. I tell you. It's so great. Uh, the other one was, um, of course, keeping up with Harley Quinn now that that's back. Yeah. Um, I like where this is going, where they keep driving the wedge between Poison Ivy and Harley mm-hmm. with their two different uh, professions. Yep. Because, well, because Harley's a good guy now. Well, you know, yeah, she, sort of. she, she's with the Bat family now. She's kind of a good guy. And uh, meanwhile, uh, Poison Ivy is in charge of the Legion of Doom. Or sort of. Like that one episode where she's trying to get all the villains to, like, get behind her. And they just keep throwing shit through her window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I I like it uh, quite a bit. Um, I I don't know. I just it's it's Harley Quinn. I don't know what else to say. It's it's it's, it's amazing. It's interesting how much more random characters are getting the spotlight, and like and like King Shark and Clayface are only in it like for brief moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that Bane is now on this whole uh, pasta maker routine where he's trying to get to italy now to get like to get a new <laughs> pasta maker from king shark's uh 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 like baby shower mm-hmm. i love uh king shark's uh <laughs> babies and the the baby mama just being yeah. so friggin like horrible to him and i don't know the whole thing was kind of funny i liked that quite a the, bit the song that plays when he's trying to make the gumbo <laughs> for for his girl for his for his wife to get her in labor yep oh man yep loving me some harley quinn so that's been going on oh um boy this is old news at this point but i did uh since the last time we recorded i did get to see both Oppenheimer and Barbie, the two biggest movies of the summer, which uh, loved them both. And but yeah, I you loved them. especially loved Barbie. That is, uh, it was man, it was just shockingly good. Like right, I was like, uh, I can't believe this movie is this good and this funny and this smart. Yeah, like, they did so. <clears throat> there were so many like great little jokes and great little bits that like yeah on the surface you're looking at like a very pink like mattel style like just barbie film Mm -hmm. but how smart they play into their audience Mm -hmm. with like the patriarch uh, with like like toxic masculinity with 
Ken thinking that the the patriarchy involves horses. <laughs> I thought the patriarchy had way more to do with horses. When I found out it didn't have much to do with horses, yeah. I kind of lost interest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's... Um, I saw it twice, actually, in theaters. That's how much I liked it. Um, yeah, because your wife got mad at you. That's true, but I would have probably seen it a second time anyway. Um, it's it, Man, it's everything. It's really funny. Uh, it's really smart. Um, everyone in it does a fantastic job. Uh, it is surprisingly emotional in a few places. Um Especially the scene where uh, Barbie is deciding to become human. Um, and it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was great. Like, it is probably the best movie of the year for me. But the my favorite is the end gag where she becomes human. <laughs> and then she, like, it's like this whole thing where you think she's going for a job interview. And she's just like, I'm here for my gynecologist appointment. It's so good. <laughs> That's a great. It was a perfect little just button to the whole thing, especially since earlier yeah. they, there was the whole joke uh, when they go up to the um, <clears throat> when they go up to the construction workers and they're all hitting on her, and she's like, "Jokes on you! I don't have a vagina, <laughs> and he <laughs> doesn't have a penis. We do not have genitals." <laughs> uh, Ryan, I've had that. Ke- I'm just Ken song stuck in my head for like a week straight. Mm-hmm. The one that gets in my head the most is pink, but n- not the one that opens the movie, the bad day version with a yeah. P <laughs> panic. I I'm scared N nauseous K death. Yeah. <laughs> Lizzo just going oh. off like, Oh damn. <laughs> yep. Oh, just, just too the john cena bit as a mermaid (laughs) john cena as a mermaid dude i was speaking of john cena this is i watched an insane john cena video a couple days ago just randomly somebody posted it in one of the groups i'm a part of and it's just this time-lapse video of john cena signing three thousand autographs in like an hour and 15 minutes Jeez. I know. It's he's just like blowing through markers. He reaches somewhere around two thousand and he's like, Oh my god. He's like, this is harder than performing sometimes. Like my arms starting to hurt. <laughs> like But he's also saying he's like, Look, I'm doing this because like, you know, people are spending their time and money to come see me and like I want them to be able to go home with like a little memory and like of having a good time like it's important you know they're they're coming out they're supporting me like this is the least i can do for them so yeah it makes sense it's just that many autographs and shit like i know it was really really wild honestly uh so what'd you think of oppenheimer then dude it was so good and it was so well made um and it has one of the most haunting endings in the world. Like, just the, the, the end scene between him and Albert Einstein. And then Albert walks away and Oppenheimer is just there, just envisioning the end of the world. Is, yeah. like, 
Wow. I mean, I should have expect. Um, I actually haven't. Um, like, I I overall like Chris Nolan's films. Uh, there's only a couple of them I haven't seen. I haven't seen Following, which is his very first movie. I haven't seen Insomnia, and I haven't seen Tenet. Um, but you know, I love Memento. I love the Dark Knight trilogy. I love the Prestige. Uh, I love Inception. But when it hit Interstellar, uh, I didn't care for Interstellar. I call it Sleeping Pill the movie. Like, I just think it's uh, just way too... Um, I think it's too long. I think it's too dull. I just did not like Inception. And also, I did not like Dunkirk very much. Um and then I heard not good things about Tenet and I still haven't seen it. So I was a little worried that maybe Chris Nolan was buying into his own myth about being really smart and making uh, heady thought, you know, smart, pseudo smart movies. And then I saw Oppenheimer and I'm like, no, this movie's completely, totally accessible. It's really interesting. It's really well made. And few, I still like Chris Nolan as a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, I I think we, I know we talked about it on the show years ago and I can't remember my initial thoughts, but I saw Tenet. Yeah. And I didn't like Overall, it. Overall, thought... Tenet has not been super well received. It. I thought it was, I thought it was something that like, I didn't I like I understood the concept but it still was like over my head about how it actually works and it just got really almost confusing. everyone I almost universally the critique of that movie is I don't know what happened <laughs> like yeah. I don't know what happened in this movie and insomnia I really like insomnia um one of the few like really uh serious roles of robin williams mm -hmm. yeah um al pacino it's a great piece it's I, not wow, there's, it's been a while since i watched there's that. Uh, the only reason i haven't seen following and insomnia is because they're not like um i guess i could just buy them sight unseen but they're i think following might be on tubi now so i can probably watch following and then i think i'm gonna have to rent insomnia I can tell you in just a sec. Uh, yeah, it looks like in, uh, insomnia. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Rent. Yeah, that's fine. I'll pay. Um, I'll pay to rent it. I just. I. You know. And it's. It's interesting you say that too about sight unseen because lately, I've been finding myself buying movies sight unseen like older ones mm -hmm. lately. I think with because of, as you and I have discussed many times. Like with the, with the streaming stuff just going insane, right. and even more so now with prices of streaming services just rising. Right. Um, I've just kind of gotten to the point of I'm just going to just start buying movies, and if it looks interesting enough, I'll get it. And then oh, if I really? don't like it, well, if I paid a reasonable price for it, then it's okay. See, I don't, I don't, I still don't do that. Really, I still like would like to try and see something before I, before I buy it, you know, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's like you said, with streaming and everything, it's going to get harder simply because 
like uh, like Disney is ending physical media in Australia. I just read recently, which is stupid. Uh, they're not going to sell Blu-rays there anymore. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they're like testing it for like everywhere or what the deal is with that. Make it sounds like it might be a test of because I don't know. Considering they just I got an email from Disney Plus saying that they're going to be jacking up their yeah that's uh, true price. Too. They're they're raising their price. Yeah, like them and Hulu, and I'm just like I'm like that was kind of the whole purpose against like why I got you in the first place because you were reasonable and now you're going against that because now it's like I think they're going to like almost twenty dollars. Well, they're trying to like keep all their yeah they they they, I think I read they claimed that they are like losing subscribers and they're cracking down on password sharing and um, probably if they go up to that much like I'm definitely gonna like I I like Disney Plus but only uh, like when the Star Wars or Marvel shows are running so. I don't yeah, know, I might drop in and out of that one if they're going to raise it that much. I guess I better double-check what their new yeah. price is going to be. The only, like, honestly, lately I haven't really been using the apps as much. I, I got through the rest of Secret Invasion, and I was like, okay, I don't know why I'm... And then I was like, well, how often am I using this in general? Right. Um, And then, like, Netflix I barely use. I And, like, the only one I've consistently used over time has been uh max yeah that's probably the i will stand by and say max has probably been the best streaming service in terms of older movies and variety that i've seen lately i use max i was hoping my camera would work out i use max and hulu quite a bit because uh hulu obviously now has futurama or they have had futurama for a while and now they have the new episodes of futurama which uh the newest one where they go out to the 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 quote-unquote old west town the old california way (laughs) because mining bitcoin takes every last bit of power so they all have to live the old west way because there's no power <laughs> except for mining bitcoin <laughs> bender has a whole song and song about him and his ass and also his donkey his yeah his ass and his ass one yeah. is his that, his shiny metal ass and one is his donkey <laughs> the the episode before that was actually kind of touching too because the episode with uh um, oh kiff and amy's kiff. children yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. I like that. Um especially the whole um it, boy, I like the way they tied it back too with it, it really has been that long since they had their children. Um with the whole, you know, uh that original episode with Amy being like, "Well, in 20 years I might be ready to be a parent." And now it has been 20 years and she did really want to be a parent to those kids. So that was really nice. And- it's one of those few shows that they still keep really tight tabs on their continuity. Yeah. Because of the whole Leela being uh, technically the genetic parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am a little bit... Um, so, I really... I really... Oh, I was going to say, I'm a little bit confused about one thing. This, this new revival, though. Um... 
because they are usually so good about their continuity and because they r- literally picked up where they left off, um, you know, the last time it was canceled with the whole uh, Fry and Leela have lived their whole lives together and then do the do you want to go around again? Uh, did they explain why they're not like it seems like they're not a couple any like did all that get undone? <laughs> Did I miss something? I don't know. Um, I was confused, too, because the first couple episodes, they were like, they seemed like more like... Well, I know all the other characters didn't realize anything had really happened. Because they were all yeah. frozen for the whole time. But Fry and Leela and the Professor were not. Yeah, it doesn't really... I, unless they're, like, so comfortable... They're, like, past the dating stage... Where they're just comfortable around each other and they don't have to be all. Yeah, I guess that could be. Yeah, because like the episode, the very first episode where like Fry does the whole, he wants to binge watch every single <laughs> show, and she's very much like she cares about him enough mm-hmm. to like, it's like I support you in this. Yeah. So I think they are. Yeah. Still a couple, mm-hmm. but just not as like gun ho in terms of like showing it all that the time. That makes sense. Yeah. The, the other thing that kind of bugs me a little bit, and it's, like, it's such a minor thing, is this newest episode where they talk about the Borax kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you guys met him before. Why are you introducing him like no one's ever seen him? I wondered about that a little bit, but I thought that maybe it's because maybe when they first met him, he didn't have all these, like super popular adventure books and that like maybe they were like maybe there was an element of celebrity that came i don't know but you're right they they have met him oh maybe they have met him before he's the one that set all their bodies back to being right when all the men turned into women and all the women turned into men yeah yeah good episode i don't know Jigger. minor stuff <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I I hope they bring uh, back the Kajigger ladies. I hope so too. And I am ready to see mo- um, but yeah. mom, mom, mom. <laughs> yeah, like, they- I'm, I wonder how they would inter- integrate mom into this because obviously she still has her empire of and stuff. Yeah, but I kind of want them to do more with um, the. Uh, the the I forget the 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 um the youngest of the three kids that's fra- that's uh the professors. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Where is he at? I'll, I mean um, because they've got uh well Hermes kid was in this episode. <laughs> a fail attempt to help uh. What the sta- that psychotic stabbing robot? Ah, Roberto. <laughs> Roberto, I thought. When did you, did you go to guns? Well, because of the old timey ways, I need something a little bit more shooty, but more stabby. This is my knife gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah. Um, the things I sent you yesterday, like yeah, South Park has a new video game coming out next year. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm half and half excited about that. Like, I really wanted them to have a new video game, but I don't like that they went to full 3D instead of the traditional South Park graphics. And, yeah, that for me, and also it seems to, at least from that one mini trailer, 
it seems to have a huge. I don't know if it's gonna be a huge thing, but co-op players are a thing. Was so I that? wonder if it's I'm like gonna, an online. I guess I missed that part of the trailer. I guess I gotta watch it again. I didn't. It's really a flash, like you miss it kind of okay. deal. I think it even says in the description on their Instagram page. Shit. Uh, post, and I'm like, I really hope it's not like. I, I hope it's a full-on game with a co-op yeah. uh, possibility if you want it. Because yep. the whole premise for what snow day. from it is, yeah, it's a snow day. So the new kid, uh, you have to run around South Park while Cartman yells at you uh, and just battle all the kids on the snow day. Yeah, I, I guess we have to see more because I was really hoping for a third one more along the lines of Stick of Truth and The Fractured But Whole. Yeah. Um, so I can't tell based on that little mini teaser trailer they put out if it's going to be that or not. Uh, there's there's another, it's a super brief, there's no gameplay footage, but I got super excited. Uh, they uh, the company There's a company working on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Last Ronin video game. Nice. So they put up a teaser for that, which showed some concept art. Um, but no real visuals. Now, speaking uh, of of the game, speaking of TMNT, I haven't had a chance to see Mutant Mayhem yet, but it's being really well received. People seem to really like Mutant Mayhem. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I saw some other films though. Okay. Um, that were fun. I still haven't um, seen two of the ones that I I still haven't seen Haunted Mansion which did not get great reviews and I still haven't seen Mutant Mayhem which did so you saw another yeah. one that I want to see though which is uh, well you can talk about it but I still want to see that one too well so I saw two other films a oh. um, couple nights ago I went and saw The Last Voyage of the Demeter that's the one I want to see um I went in with low expectations because I wasn't. I'm like, okay, it's just Dracula coming on the boat. Uh, like, it's a. I was like, I'm not like. I'm like, it's an interesting idea, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I came out of that fucking loving mm -hmm. it. Um, it's getting. I thought pretty it, well received. I, I, yeah, it's the usage of practical and. Uh, uh, and visual effects with Dracula mm -hmm. is really good. There's some genuinely creepy expressions Dracula has. That's a lot of fun. Um, it's it, there's not too much to really say about it because it really is just a pretty straightforward. Well, it's monster literally film. based on only like a couple chapters of the novel Bram Stoker or of, of Bram yeah. Stoker's novel. It's is literally based on the Demeter, which takes Dracula from Transylvania to London. <laughs> yeah, and I think what they did with it is really good. It's like the it's like two and a half hours long, I think, mm -hmm. and it flies by. Like I was, nice. my only real complaint, and it's a minor one, okay. um, was now, and it's it's just more of a personal thing. And I, I get people, and I'm going to get hate on this. I just know it. Um, I'm just starting to see, like, Dan Dasmalchen or whatever David his Dismalchen, name is. Yeah. In every, yeah. yeah, him in every horror movie now. Mm -hmm. And I was, and 
his character was kind of needed, but didn't. I was like, they could have gotten anyone. From you know, this. they could have, but honestly, like. The dude kind of is living the actor's dream. He's not a huge... He's just a working actor. He just works which is and fine. works and works. Which, I mean, good on him, you know? Yeah. Which, I like, that's the kind of dream I would like to have. But, I don't know. I think because the notoriety he's gotten over the years, mm-hmm. um, where he's kind of gone from... Uh, like, I don't know. It's just me being a... Uh, just being a picky picky son of a bitch and everyone's gonna hate me and i hate myself for it but it was just one of those things where i'm like i see him in every i see him everywhere now yep just a working character actor man what yeah. else did you see um yeah the other movie i saw was talk to me <gasps> i've heard that's really good too i want to see that shit i forgot you saw that it's fine it's fine um oh. i thought it was fine it's it, part of it is the marketing Okay. Um, it's mostly getting I've really seen good lo- reviews. So it no, it, it, um, it, so when I saw it, it came with a packet at the beginning of the film of the directors mm-hmm. and how this film came about and how they got to like Sundance mm-hmm. and stuff. So it gave me more appreciation for the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a good horror movie. Uh there was definitely some stuff I wasn't too keen on. Okay. By, like, I thought by the end of it, it got muddy in terms of, like, it, did I miss something? I'm not going to give too much away because you haven't seen it and stuff. Um, But there was, just a, there was definitely a disconnect by the end where it was a, just a little confusing in terms of what exactly happened. Okay. Um, I liked... The actors, they're really good. They they work pretty well in this. Mm-hmm. There's probably one scene in this whole movie that is genuinely horrifying. Okay. Um, in a great way. But in after that, like it's it's another one of those marketing things where like they're like it's the scariest movie of the year kind of deal. And I'm like, this is nowhere close to that. Mm. Okay. For well. me personally well we are horror Um, people we are typically not horrified by things right but it's also like i I, i'm not trying to like i don't want it to sound like i'm gatekeeping because i know everyone has a very different take of what is scary to them and that's completely fine for me in my personal tastes this was a fine middle of the road horror film um that in my opinion does not need a sequel, which it already got greenlit for because of its, it got amazing reviews. I, I can see why they would want to do it, but I feel like it's a very unwarranted, unneeded, uh, sequel. And yeah, you okay. come at me all you want, guys. Okay, okay, <laughs> hot take, hot take. <laughs> That's all right. Menus at restaurants yeah. and all that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody can get what they like. <laughs> yeah. Those are the two you saw? Um, those are the two I saw. Nice. The only other thing I've seen, re- I'm trying to think of, was there anything else? Like, I have to go through my, <clears throat> my ticket stubs and see if there was anything else that I saw recently. Uh, let's see. Current, let's see. Purchase hit purchase history. Let's see if there's anything else I missed out of there. No, that's that, those are all the ones I've seen so far. I mean, I went and saw 
uh, I went inside screening last week of the 4K restoration of The Toxic Avenger, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> now, is that a movie that needs to be uh, 4K'd up? <laughs> no, not at all. It's hilarious, though, that it was. That is ki- th- that's why I'm laughing. That is pretty funny, though. Uh, let me see. I've been watching mostly just a lot of TV. Um, not that you, not that this has much to do with you, and I, I'll, I won't geek out on it too much. I won't talk about it too much. Uh, oh, come on, do it. Well, I, I don't want to bore you, but I did finish up. Uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds finished its second season. Nerd. Um, yeah, I totally. It was it was a good season overall. It had some interesting choices in it. It had um, a crossover with the show Lower Decks, which is the animated comedy series that I haven't watched yet. And based on that crossover, I probably won't. Um, and it also had a musical episode, which most people. Uh, it's it's being pretty well reviewed. I didn't care for it. I love musicals. Yeah. I love Star Trek. And actually, the songs were good and everything. But like, I was like, no, this I don't I don't need musical Star Trek. Um, and it's 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 a show that's making that I really really love, but that's making some odd choices because. Um, the official stance of of Paramount and and Star Trek uh, producers and, and whatever is that Strange New Worlds is officially in the same timeline as um, everything from the original series up to uh, Star Trek Voyager. Um, and that it, it takes place right before the original series. Uh, but there may, if it really does take place before the original series, they're igno- I'm I'm gonna turn into a canon nerd. They're ignoring some weird things, um, because it supposedly is only about six years before the original stories, or, or the original series. But they've cast a lot of actors that are way younger than <laughs> the actors that were in the original series. Like in uh, the season finale, they introduced. A younger version of Scotty. Um, yeah. Well, James Duhon, who was the original Scotty in the original series, was 46 years old when Star Trek started. And the guy they cast in this series that is supposedly only six years before the original series is 29. Um, uh. So that's... And they've also cast a, a younger Kirk, a very young Ohur. Like, these people are not going to grow in six years into the people that were in the original series. So that's very odd. Um, they've introduced uh, an alien species called the Gorn uh, way too early and turned them into the big bad of the the series, which is weird. And also some stuff with Spock's wife, where in the original series, when we're introduced to to Pring, everyone is shocked that that Spock has a wife and he implies that they haven't seen each other since they were children. Like they literally had an arranged marriage when they were children and then never like never saw each other again. And she's like a big part of this series. So it's it's weird that they're like, oh, yeah, this is. This is like a, an official prequel to the original series, and then they're doing 
all this stuff that shouldn't be being done. I still like it. I just wish Paramount would admit that they that it's like okay, maybe this is a different timeline. <laughs> like yeah. may cuz they're they're per, they're you can't have it both ways. You can't ignore stuff that has been known about Star Trek since 1966 and then also say no this actually happens right before that show it's weird it's a it's a it's a weird choice <laughs> interesting yeah. all right but i do love strange new worlds i i it's it's really great show um and then uh leanne and i watched that series that fx series the bear that everyone was talking about oh yeah it's really good it's really well made but it's very stressful television. <laughs> it's yeah. very stressful television. It is tense. There's a lot of yelling. There's a lot of like people that are not bad people, but not great people either. Um, but by the time it winds down its second season, it brings it around to a place where everybody is kind of calmed down a little bit. And like the worst character on the show, uh, who's played by, I can't think of the actor's name, but he plays micro chip in the Punisher series. Um, he played like a character on the show that I hated. He was just a, he was a terrible person. He was just a total D bag. And then they gave him like one of the best episodes of the series. And he like learned a lot about himself and it like turned out to be like, it was, so that was really good. And uh, the other thing is I've started watching. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, <laughs> <gasps> You've turned. What do you mean I've turned? I remember, like, 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 I've, I, I remember we talked about it's sunny like years ago, and you were like, I don't know how I feel about this show. Like, mm. I, I've watched that show not religiously, but I was like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, of it, especially like the episode with like Roddy Piper. Mm. Or like anything, anytime Danny DeVito. Even though we quote like it's... that one bit where Danny DeVito oh, was like, "Excuse whoa, me, I dro- <laughs> whoops, I dropped my massive condom." Um, it's stupid. Like it's a really stupid show. I'm not gonna. And everybody on it is terrible. They're all just terrible. But it's really fun. It's really fucking funny. And how how far along are you? In uh, season three. So you've seen like cricket and everything yet? Uh, no. The, the priests. The last episode I remember watching is when the McPoyles take them hostage in the bar. <laughs> oh, the, the McPoyles. McPoyles! Oh my god, they have cr- and Jimmy Smits as that one brother is like perfectly just he's disgusting yeah (laughs) (laughs) no i've i've turned i i really like it i get home every day from work and i i while i'm waiting for leanne to get home i watch an episode or two of it's always sunny nice yeah that's awesome so um i yeah i i told you the other day like and i've 
I remember I, I so I've been watching the boys. Oh yes, yeah, that one and, I that one uh man. <laughs> yeah, it's I I rem, like I'm on season three right now. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it, but I find myself having it more on in the background than really paying attention. Mm. Okay, and I remember why. It's like it not only is it because of the whole superheroes are bad kind of thing mm. but i feel like the and i haven't read the books in a long time and i cannot remember uh exactly but i felt like a lot of this show's success was based more on shock value versus the actual storytelling mm. yeah you told um, me uh, i remember obviously the the first season's the only one i watched but there was a lot of gore involved and a lot of like shock value like the what is his name the the aquaman character like fucking the, the dolphin deep. and yeah. yeah um like yeah and it's yeah, yeah the characters aren't great i, I actually like i i find it more it's it, i honestly find it more like I just I've kind of gotten to a point where it's like I'm powering through. It's like I'm just gonna finish this, but I'm not gonna pick up season four or uh, um the side series. But it's like everyone. It's like I feel like no one talks about the show because they mostly talk about the shock points, like in season two where they put a motorboat through a whale, mm. um, or the big thing. I'm gonna spoil it for anyone who doesn't know. But the first episode of the third season, there's a guy called the Tick, and he's like a guy who shrinks like Ant Man style. So he and another guy are doing blow, and he's like sneezing a lot. And his friend goes, "I want you inside me." He's like, "Okay." So the guy shrinks down and goes into his friend's urethra, inside, and they show oh, it. Man. They show you, and so and then so he goes in there. And he had just snorted some coke. And so he sneezes and grows and blows him up from the inside. So ridiculous. It's just like, what? Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I'll finish it, but I'll probably won't be revisiting this show or going forward. But it was like one of those things where, like, more and more I keep hearing more people talk about it. And I was like, fine, I'll go. I'll finish it and see how I feel. So that way I gave it the good old college try. Mm. Um, beyond that, most of my TV watching besides like Futurama and what we do in the shadows and Harley, I've just been watching a lot of South park, just like revisiting old South park mm-hmm. and just going through stuff. I don't know. I just haven't had a lot of time to really like dive into a lot of stuff. I might start doing some more what we, uh, get back into it's always sunny mm-hmm. um or maybe i'll f- go find something out. that's uh, another one that's wa- right I there on seen... hulu so it's like yeah. pretty accessible i i did i like the bear i've seen i haven't seen the full c series but i've been around when my roommate has been watching it and mostly like the second series mm-hmm. uh, and i was like oh this is pretty good i might go and revisit and watch this from the beginning because they're like pretty easy watches for them in terms of like yeah wise. yeah they are yep so um it's yeah, totally it's like, it's worth it i think it's pretty darn good yeah um yeah i haven't been oh <laughs> you know what the other thing i did uh yesterday was my day off and i was home most of the day not all day but uh a, a good part of it i watched 
I keep going back onto Peacock and uh, watching old wrestling. Yeah. And I keep getting um, surprised by old wrestling because there's stuff about it that I don't particularly remember all that well. And one of the things that happened yesterday was I watched the episode of SmackDown where Rico was introduced to SmackDown. (laughs) And I went, oh my God, that's right. There was an entire character whose gimmick was homophobia. Like he was gay and won and psyched out his opponents by his opponents being disgusted and afraid of his gayness. And he won tag team with gold Charlie, with Haas. Charlie Haas. Yes, I watched that episode yesterday. I was like, I can't believe this. Also, John Cena used to call Michael Cole gay all the time. Like, oh yeah, it was insane. And then, and then, uh, anti-Mexican stuff. I was like, what am I watching? I can't. Yeah, there were. There, I don't know if that, that. I think that was in that same era where like Chavo Guerrero became like. Oh, Chavo um, and Chavo. Chavo and. No, Chavo and Chavo Sr. are kind of like a tag team at this point in time. Okay. And Chavo is totally in heel territory. Because there was a version of Chavo, and I think it's a little bit later on, um, where where he's like, his name is literally like Jonathan White or something, oh God. and his whole thing is he's like, go he's like a golfer, and I I think Dolph Ziggler was his caddy, maybe. But I'm I'm at a point in time where um, I'm just past when the APA broke up, and. Uh, JBL became JBL and started doing the, like, I'm super rich. I'm richer than you. Like I'm a good American shtick. And uh, he just won in the episode I watched yesterday, the, the quote unquote, Kurt Angle, great American award. He won it by uh, filming himself patrolling the border and literally like kicking Mexicans in the butt to send them back to Mexico. Like I was like, I can't fucking believe I'm watching this. It's that's Vince McMahon for you. Oh man. Yeah. Vince. I tell you, Oh, it, it, it's Uh, something. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only other thing is that I've done recently is, Oh, um, so uh, I started a comic subscription again. Okay. For two very specific comics, and hopefully we're gonna keep it that way. Um, the Godzilla Kong Justice League book oh, that comes out in October. Yes. Um, and and the um, Godzilla There Be Dragons like pirate series. Wait, what? Yeah, it came out uh, last month. I had no uh, idea. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's like what if God's what if kaiju's were it were around with pirates? Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, um, and I've also since Spirit Halloween is now open, um, I've made my first purchase 
of the big ass popcorn gun from Killer Clown. Nice. You know what they have it's so this fucking big. You know what they have this year that is incredible, but there's no way like I'm I, I, I there's no way I'm going to buy it. It's so it's so dumb. But have you seen the uh like six and a half foot tall Martian from Mars Attacks. Oh yeah, that thing is awesome. <laughs> it's so weird. Want it so bad. I haven't seen Mars Attacks in a long time. Like, oh, it's such a good movie. It's such a, like a like C list vi- film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. Huh. It's kind of like a weird, dumb BC kind of comedy so yeah yeah i'm trying to think of like in the next week or so like if if there's any movies uh, or things i'll have to blue, I want to check blue out beetle is coming out and uh, i've seen some i have no interest i don't either but i've seen some good early reactions so like maybe like i'm gonna wait and see uh for some more reactions, but uh, I that movie is having a hard time capturing my interest based just on the trailers. It it just makes me think of like Shazam, which is not a bad thing. Just see, like it's more geared towards a younger audience. Yeah, I about yeah, it. I didn't like Shazam, so you know. I don't know. There's, there's definitely we're kind of at a weird lull in terms of. Oh, films. it's gonna I get worse. Go, yeah. Oh, it's gonna get a lot. I mean, worse. I definitely had the thought yesterday when I finished Strange New World season two. Um, it ends on a cliffhanger, and right when it ended, I went, "Well, it's gonna be a while before I know how that turns out." Yeah. Um, there's already been talk of like a lot of movies have been pushed or like for later dates because now they're trying to fill in the gaps Mm -hmm. for when uh for when for the whole time that everyone's been on strike maybe instead of doing that they should just fucking pay people and not steal their likenesses from them for one day's worth of mocap work or whatever such fucking bullshit yep so stupid the amptp the the producers they just do not want and they don't want to come back to the table either which is that they had like a brief meeting with the wga the other day that did not go well um yeah it's like what a mess man what a mess it's such a fucking mess the like i said before because a24 is the only uh company now that's like they're like no we can do it so like they're in full uh a24 24 is gonna be the only thing in game a24 agreed to everything uh and there's a couple other like independent uh because there's there's stuff that's not associated with the amptp which is the organization that is the strike is against you know so uh that's like netflix hulu disney uh, Warner Brothers, uh, yeah, a couple other ones. Not like a, it's it's not every company, um, and I don't believe a twenty. Well, an a twenty four is not either, but a twenty four is also the company, one of the companies 
that is not associated with the AMPTP that just went ahead and went, yeah, of course, we'll just give you that stuff. No big deal. Like, we'll just do it. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting uh, time when, like, all it is is, like, small independent films in A24, like, just taking over the entire uh, industry. Well, I heard on a Stephen King podcast the other day, Mike Flanagan was on uh, talking about something, and he said that he's kind of thinking, because uh, he has a, uh, a, a the rights to a Stephen King story called Life of Chuck, um, and it's going to be made independently so he can still work on it and he can still talk about it. Um, and he, he said, you know, if this was not like, in, he goes, no studio would buy this project. No studio would fund this project, uh, because it's just of its, its low budget and what the story is. It's kind of weird. And he was saying that he, the, the only positive he can see right now, besides the fact that, that he, you know, I, I think everybody thinks that ultimately the writers and the actors are going to win all the stuff they want, but he sees a pretty good chance that this period of time will bring low and mid budget dramas and comedies back to the theater because they're the things that are being made, you know, and independently produced right now while every big budget thing is on strike, uh, you know, so, um, maybe that's true. Maybe there'll be more mid and low budget dramas and comedies and obviously horror and that just wins all the time. So, yeah, pretty much like in terms of yeah, like it's mo- like horror never has a problem cuz they can just turn whatever and do and it can it's either make horror or break makes and money. No one really it's cares. made on no yeah. budget and makes money like all the time. Yeah. So horror is not that big a deal. Like horror's always been fine. Um yeah. Guess we'll see how it rolls out. Pretty much, pretty much, because I'm, uh, I'm not necessarily looking forward to not having new things to look forward to, but I support the reason that we're not gonna have new things to look forward to. So, right. Yeah. All right. Well, now we, you and I start. This is when you and I start our own movie production company with hookers and blackjack. Forget the movie production. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Later. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. If you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do so. It really helps us out. Also, what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review. We really do appreciate it. Find us online on Facebook. Just look for Two Broke Geeks. Find us on Instagram, 2BGPod, and on Twitter, at 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com or on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Oh, it's over. It's over.